Hey, welcome my friends. This is the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. My name is Dr. Devin Tan. I am a forensic psychiatrist. I'm a dad. And I like to talk about parenting. I like to talk about mental models to help you in your parenting life. Because we know how tricky that can be from time to time. I wanted to share my thoughts about the events from yesterday. What events am I talking about? So yesterday, a controversial, and I think that term controversial is merited, um, women's rights activist Posey Parker came to visit New Zealand on a speaking tour, I think, part of a speaking tour. It was a very short visit because she was assaulted in Albert Park by my fellow countrymen. Um, who were offended by the things that she might say. She hadn't even said anything yet. Um, and she was assaulted. She was uh, threatened with death and various other nasty, nasty things. Um, someone poured tomato, tomato juice over her head. I, I watched an interview with that person uh, today and I was struck by what this person said, um, and I paraphrase. I think that person wanted to keep New Zealand safe because New Zealand was her safe space. My safe space, she called it. Interestingly, that person uh, was a refugee from Colombia and um, uh, identified as trans and intersex and was clearly very moved um, as she was um, giving her reasons for her behavior um, and you know I sympathize with that person I think the, the reasons behind why she poured the tomato juice on Posey Parker's head was quite understandable and relatable um, but what I did not like was that in order for that person to preserve their safe space, as she called it, in order to maintain that sense of safety, she had to make this space less safe for someone else, which is hypocritical and incorrect. It's not right. This is not an LGBTQ issues podcast. I don't want to talk about trans issues. Not here. This is not the place for it. Why do I talk about the events of yesterday? I want to talk about it because um, there are a number of relevant, I, th I think there are a number of relevant observations that I saw, which I think is important for us parents to note because I don't want our children to act like that when they feel offended by someone, someone who hadn't even opened their mouth yet in a free country like ours. This is not the country I want our children to live in where you you can't say anything for fear of offending someone, I, lest you be assaulted, threatened with death, and have some 
someone throw tomato juice over you because you've said something that that doesn't that doesn't um, chime with someone's view of the world. It's wrong. There was a lot going on yesterday, and it was a lot more than just trans rights. And I, I can, I'll talk about that as I go along. But I want to be concise because you don't have time to listen to, to me harp on all day. The first thing is there were a lot of people I observed who could not manage their emotions well on an individual level. They could not do that well, clearly. Two, they were caught up in groupthink. And with groupthink, we know that dissenting, opposing views that are counter to the prevailing narrative is jettisoned. It's unwelcome, and anyone who sports a different view gets treated with derision or worse. Number three, I think the people that acted out badly yesterday were emboldened by a certain culture that is starting to take hold in this place. And our leadership that allows this sort of shenanigans to happen. It's shameful and embarrassing for New Zealand. It is not a good example for our children. What can we do as parents to ensure that our children don't follow suit? What can we do as parents to ensure that we live in a culture where we can say what we want to say, albeit we have to respect other people as well while we're saying these things and not demean people not make them feel less than who they are. And we don't have to resort to threats. We don't have to resort to tactics that make them feel less safe so that we can feel safe because that's not safe for anyone. I want us to appreciate those dynamics so we don't have a repeat of yesterday's antics so, at an individual level, um, so I'll just try and break, <laughs> break things down into those three layers I, um, I alluded to earlier. On an individual level, we have individuals who have moved into fight or flight mode when they felt personally threatened. You know, some, some, some things entered their safe space, so to speak, and then feeling vulnerable. And they want to protect that at all costs. Maybe because they were born with a heightened sense of um, uh, heightened um, sensitivity to threat. Or they've suffered from some trauma that means that they don't want that uh, experience of feeling traumatized. And because it's awful, they don't want that to repeat itself. So it makes sense that people move into fight or flight mode. But the emotions associated with that are amplified within a group uh, of like-minded individuals who are also feeling equally threatened. 
Having said that, I also think that in that crowd, there were most likely people who exploited those dynamics for their own antisocial motives. So how do we guard against this? How do we guard against this? Well, there's a few things, right? The first, on an individual level, um, we have to have we have to develop the insight and awareness of our own um, tendencies to act out irrationally, and then we can start doing something about it. Culturally, um, I would like it that we can speak our minds without. Uh, feeling scared that we're going to offend someone and then that person assaulting us, right? So that we can be truly open with one another. Whether we are offended or not doesn't matter. Um, you know, I can keep my offense to myself. I can, I can go home and process that offense because that's going to be my own stuff. Um, I don't want to live life thinking the worst of other people. It's, that's toxic, it's poisonous. I want to be able to give people the benefit of the doubt. I tend to be a skeptical person by nature and I have to work hard uh, in order not to let that skepticism get the better of me because if I do let it get the better of me, it robs me of certain opportunities and experiences that could enrich my life and make my life better. I think a degree of skepticism is healthy for many reasons, but I think too much is obviously not that helpful. Um, so in order, for me anyway, in order to balance out my skepticism, I ask myself certain questions to make sure that I bring myself back um, into a more neutral, neutral position. So I, I like to make sure that I give space to the person um, to have the benefit of doubt. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I hope you know what I mean with unconditional positive regard for the other person. Let them talk. Let them give their opinion. Have regard for them as a person. They're sharing what's on their heart. I might not agree with that, what they say, but I'm going to let them say it, and I hope that they give me the same respect. If we don't agree with one another, I think what's good then is that we can take what each other have said, reflect, and then come back and have another discussion, and see, and see if um, you know if there's some wiggle room, and to see if we can come to a um, mutually comfortable position where we can both coexist <laughs> without um, without getting in each other's way to such an extent that. We, we block each other's um, uh, autonomy or ability to live the lives that we want to live, right? But unfortunately, what I saw yesterday was nothing like that. Nothing like that. So I think as parents, it's really important that we recognize that as humans, we have a tendency to overdo it. <laughs> we have a tendency to 
to become over-emotional. And what I mean is we let our emotions take over. It stops us from learning. It stops us from being open to, to other points of views, others, other perspectives. Whether they are uncomfortable to hold or not is not the point. The fact is that we should be open to different perspectives because if you don't, what you're saying is that you know, you know, you, you know better. Do you know better? If you think you do, okay, that's fine. I, I can accept that you probably do, but um, how, how is that going to affect you in your life? Does that make your life better? If it does, all power to you. You can go hang out with God. <laughs> you can go hang out with God. Um, the second, the, the other thing I want to say about this is we, we hold on to our opinions so strongly. You know, it becomes so personal because um, it becomes almost like part of our identity to hold a certain opinion. I think there's some danger there because um, um, when we get offended, um, I, think, I think we get offended because when someone disagrees with our point of view or, or our opinion, if we're so invested in it, it becomes like a personal attack and we feel threatened and then we move into fight or flight mode and then when we're together with like-minded people, things can devolve very quickly into this mob mentality which we saw yesterday. Our feelings are just signals. They're just signals that, that don't reflect reality. They, they only give us a perception of reality. So it's important that we recognize that. We have to then learn how to manage those uncomfortable feelings um, of being you know, offended or uh, someone doesn't agree with what we say. We have to learn how to manage our feelings of um, feeling personally slighted, you know, aggrieved, uh, wounded, attacked. Because that might not actually be the person's intention to attack us. It's how we feel based on our inferences, but our inferences are, are steeped in assumptions and biases based on our past experiences, our culture, and the people around us. I think it's... it's I think it's risky for us not to step back and think about our emotions and wonder if maybe um, we could be wrong about another person. So like what I was saying before, in order to guard myself against um, jumping to conclusions, because I tend to, to be skeptical by nature, I have to ask myself some questions. And what do I ask myself? Um, it's going to be, you're going to be, it'll be different questions for different people. You have to come up with your own. But for me, 
I like to give the person the benefit of the doubt. I like to say, well, what if this person is right and I'm wrong? Let me hear them out. What if they're right and I'm wrong? Because I'm not God. Are you God? Then, then there should be some room. Then there should be some room for you to think that maybe there could be another alternative explanation or point of view that could be valid and even correct. God forbid. We have to learn how to be wrong the right way with grace. How do we teach our children that? We teach them that by modeling and how um, to act when we are faced with being wrong. Do we act out? Do we, do we have a tantrum? Do we pour tomato juice on someone's head? No. We don't expect our kids to do that. Why should we expect adults to do that? It's embarrassing. Ma'am, you've done your country a disservice. Embarrassing. Shameful. Victimhood is in the mind. Don't be a victim. That was a provocative thing for me to say. Sorry. Of course there are victims because there are perpetrators of bad stuff. And so on the other end of the equation, you have someone who's has been victimized, right? But, but, we become victims when we allow ourselves to remain so. We should not let our experience of having been hard done by define us. Don't hold yourself to that experience and don't identify with being a victim because that's poison. We become victims in our minds when what happens to us defines us. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it. I just realized I have spent the last 18, 19, 20 minutes talking. Um, I need to go back to work. I hope that has given you something to think about. It's certainly given me more things to think about. Um, hope it was useful in some way. Um, thank you for joining me. I hope I haven't offended anyone. Certainly not my, my intention to. Um, but if you have been offended, hopefully we can have a discussion about it one day in a civil manner. All right, my friends, I really appreciate you being here. Uh, this is the Huddle Wisdom Podcast. Uh, my name is Dr. Devin Dunn, forensic psychiatrist and a dad. Thanks, everyone. I'll um, yeah, catch up with you next time. Bye.